Welcome back to Division One Rejects. I'm Kobe Manzo, your host, and football is certainly back. It's not back on Saturdays yet because we just haven't got there yet, literally, but it's Thursday night as I'm recording this, and we've got being, football being played, excuse me, right at this moment. So we're going to try and get into a groove over here of, you know, on these Thursday or Friday episodes as they are released, of previewing all the Saturday matchups for you guys, you know, going through and trying to find the best games for you to watch and who to look for, all the idiot, all that stuff. But right now, obviously, is a weird week because there's football being played right now. So I'm going to be joined by Jimmy Martin here, who you guys know is a familiar face of the show. We're going to talk about all things D2 and D3 football for not only what's going on right now, but also this weekend, what's going on, what you need to know. Um, but like I said, give us a little, a little bit of grace because uh, this is the first week there's football being played right now. So I'm checking live stats as I'm recording this intro of some games being played out west that I'm trying to follow along with. But... That's the main gist of uh, this episode. It's episode 124, recording this on August 31st. It's September tomorrow when this comes out. That means football season is back. It's getting a little chilly out. The leaves are changing colors. Sun's setting earlier. I don't know. Fall, man. It's amazing. It's like the best time of the year. Uh, football is in the air. But week one game previews for Division two and Division three football, like I talked about, that'll be in this episode. Um, and then, obviously, some Thursday night, some live recaps or some live stat checkings, I guess, from us. Talking about all the games going on right now. We've uh, watched a good bit of football already. Still a lot more to come this weekend. But, you know, it's going to be a pretty short episode because... Life's just been crazy, but we're going we're gonna to roll with it. Still got some great coverage for you tonight. I appreciate you all tuning in. As always, if you're watching this episode on YouTube, use the timestamps, chapters below to fast forward to any part of the conversation. I'll try and use a couple of them, but there might not be many for tonight's episode. You can listen pretty much anywhere, though. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. Follow us on the socials. Make sure you're getting the updates on these games when stuff's going on. And then, obviously, subscribe on YouTube. Please, just do it already. You're watching. It's like half the battle. Just hit a button. It's free. It doesn't cost you nothing. But enough of that. I appreciate you tuning in. This will probably be all you'll hear from me after our conversation with Jimmy here. But let's go right to that. Talk about some D2, some D3 ball. <laughs> Joining us tonight in the first of what should be a lot of fun week previews, week recaps, all those things, D2, D3 football, the man, Jimmy Martin's back. What's going on, brother? Love the shirt. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Shout out to yeah. Kobe for the shirt. Looks good. Um, we're going to start with some D2 ball. We'll move our way into D3. Now, this week is obviously going to be weird because we've got games going on right now. So, usually that would look like us previewing all of this weekend's matchups and then coming back on Monday and kind of giving our thoughts after a little bit of time to kind of sit uh, on those games and those type of things. But, uh, you know, there's some big-time games going on right now, I guess the biggest of which being Grand Valley State. They're out at Colorado School of Mines right now, number two versus number four or two versus three, depending on which rankings you look at. I guess the big points before we go into what's happening right now in the game, the GVSU defense in this one with a chance to come out and really like establish themselves in their season opener against the reigning Harlan Hill winner and John Matoka. He gets his favorite target back and uh, McLeod on the outside, that receiver who has already made some ridiculous catches in that one. I had that up on one of my monitors. Um, Definitely, you know, heading into this game was looking for GVSU run game to get things going early. They get back Tariq Reed, who kind of got his feet wet in the transfer portal and then came back, the all-conference running back for them. He's running behind two reigning all-conference offensive linemen and Jordan Davis and Garrett Carroll. So that offensive front for GV is something that um, I thought was going to propel them ahead early, to be honest with you. And you look at the game right now, Colorado Mines just scored again, Jimmy. They're up 21-7 to in the third quarter with 10 minutes left. Wow. 
this is a game that has been very interesting. Super back and forth, big plays both Mm -hmm. offensively and defensively. Yeah, and this is definitely like a statement game. You're talking about how how you're going to start your season, like in obviously a huge top five matchup in Division Two. I mean, oh, absolutely, man. uh, Establish yourself that like nationally with your reputation. Yeah. Right now, looking at some of these stats, uh, Cade Peterson's got 100 yards. John Matoka's already at 219 passing yards in this one. So he has uh, started to explode here. And uh, Mines is really starting, especially through the air. I mean, um, they've got 18 catches, uh, 15 first downs, and they're averaging over five yards per carry on the ground. So their offense is clicking here in the, at the beginning of the second half. Not only that, you talk about a defense that – actually led Division Two in sacks last year, did not realize uh, that Mines held that. They've already got three or four of them tonight, and they all came at very critical points uh, in this game. Looking at this, I know they've got, yeah, at least two or three different sacks from that Mines defense tonight. Um, the, the most recent touchdown was from Matoka to uh, Landon Walker, a 34-yard touchdown looks like. Pretty impressive, dude. Like you said, yeah. that would be a yeah. hell of a statement game for Colorado yeah. out there, man. Certainly, certainly. I mean, obviously going up 21-7, obviously game's nowhere near over, you know, especially with yeah. team like Grand Valley coming out, breathing down your neck all night, you know. So Yeah, and that was kind of the big question mark, too, is like what is this offense going to look like? You lose your top two pass catchers, one of them to Texas A&M, I believe, and the other to Vanderbilt, uh, two all-conference, all-region, potential all-American selections. What are you going to do? How are you going to replicate that production? Grand Valley seemingly trying to figure that out right now. Still a little, little bit of ball left to play, so definitely not going to count them out let, yet, like you said. But um, we're gonna we'll keep tabs on that as we as we move yeah, forward here yeah. for sure. Live, live updates, live updates. Absolutely, that's kind of it's kind of fun. But um, yeah. you know, looking at probably the next best matchup of this week, that being number twelve Ashland at number sixteen IUP. Indiana University, Pennsylvania takes the upset 24-17 over the Eagles from Ashland. And that is one that um, I've talked a bit about Ashland on this program. You lose your head coach, lose your starting quarterback, lose a lot of pieces offensively, um, your best linebacker, the core of your defense. And there's a lot of question marks about the Eagles heading into this year. Still, though, a really reputable performance up against uh, you know the number 16, one of the best squads in the country and IUP we just had the chance to have Karst Hunter on the show last week he was today 12 for 21 220 yards three tuds did have two interceptions though so definitely not a perfect stat line but he was he was slinging it he's up there slinging it I hear what was it 12 completions for what 200 something yards yeah dude what is that average he's throwing the ball downfield it sounds like so you know this guy's (laughs) got a good arm he's got like must have a pretty decent arm on him Absolutely, man. And I think a, a kind of a big piece here is looking at the box score out of this one. Larry Martin, the starting running back from Ashland, 14 carries for only 53 yards. And one of those went for 30 yards. You take that out of the equation. The other 13 carries equated to 23 yards on the day for Larry Martin, who is a pretty premier running back at the Division II level. IUP, the Falcons, they shut him down. Or the Crimson Hawks, excuse me. They shut him down today. I'm assuming that's a big part of why this Ashland offense could not get going. Oof. Yeah, I mean, so like, it must be starting obviously like up front a little bit too. But I mean, yeah. expect, expect expect Larry to bounce back. I mean, oh, absolutely, he's a guy that will. You can certainly minimize production of running backs on any given day, but you can never count them out, especially if you have a playmaker like that. But looking at some just overall stats, I mean, you look at overall total yardage, three hundred sixty-six yards from IUP, pretty respectable. They held Ashland to one hundred and eighty-nine total yards of offense in this one. 
Wow. And it was still a very competitive game. So give credit to Ashland. You know, they lose yeah. by seven points. It's a one-score game. Yeah, but, you know, tip the cap, the 189 yards, like that's, that's some clash up there. You know, they you know, uh, had about 10 minutes more time of possession. Um, they did generate three turnovers, had a score off one of those turnovers. And, you know, really just feels like they filled up the stat book. Probably a good first outing for Cars to get comfortable in that system. The two interceptions, I'm sure you would want to take away. Um, the rushing game, nothing too crazy for IUP. Couple receivers. Uh, Laney, number 81 for IUP. He had a three, or excuse me, yeah, three catches, 106 yards. How about that for the kid? Sheesh, that's like what, that's 35 a, yards ago? That's a day. He had a long of 74 <laughs> with 52 yards after contact, or yards after catch, excuse me. That's pretty impressive. So, um, some big time stats when it comes to IUP and their passing attack. Otherwise, looking at uh, some games tonight, some scores. I'll go ahead and refresh it here, uh, just to try and see if we can't get some updated ones. Bemidji State is putting the whooping on Northern State right now, forty six to thirteen in some NSIC action. Um, looking down here, East Stroudsburg is totally handling Pace University, fifty five to nine. We've got a great one. Uh, in would that be MEC play between Bloomsburg and Fairmont State tied up at 24 in the fourth quarter. And then some more NSIC action. Minot State is up on Southwest Minnesota, 17-14. Delta State's up big right now. Here's a big game for you. Uh, that being Saginaw Valley, Winona State. The Cardinals are up oh, right now, 34-24. A lot of question marks around that GLIAC team. They've been kind of a second tier with that Davenport trying to, you know, break that top part of the GLIAC. That would be a really big uh, win for them after that NSIC opponent against Winona. Otherwise, though, Washita yeah, Baptist. Pretty, yeah, Go ahead, sorry. Marquee. That's definitely a pretty big matchup, like a big, uh, you know. Oh, absolutely. NSIC-GLIAC clash, you know. So. Yeah, a couple more big ones here. Wayne State right now in the second quarter is up on MSU Moorhead, uh, 17-10. And then Angelo State's putting a whooping on West Alabama. 38-14, that is, uh, is an exciting one. And finally, West Georgia up on Limestone, 21-18 at the moment. Ferris State at the half, 28-12 versus Mercyhurst. That was a game that I thought might be decided by this point in the game. Mercyhurst at the, Mercyhurst, excuse me, is is hanging around. One of the bottom yeah, teams I, of, I believe, is that PSAC? I mean, I that's what two-score game half on 28-12, it's... Touchdown, two touchdowns, two two-point conversions. So. And this might be the most surprising score of the day, actually. Northwest Missouri, the fifth-ranked team in the country, is actually losing against Missouri Southern, their rival in conference in the MIAA. They're down 24-17 uh, in the third quarter. Ooh. That could shake That's out to be an interesting one. On that one. Yeah, yeah, Pittsburgh State's up 13-0 on Washburn. And, you know, kind of some other stuff, but nothing... Nothing too notable. We've discussed most of them. Minnesota Duluth obviously picked up a big win over over our Cats, our Northern Michigan boys. Their quarterback, man. Blanking on, yeah. blanking on the name off the rip, but I'm, I'm going to pull up his. Wall Jasper. Wall there you Jasper. go. He is Kyle Wall Jasper. freaking day, dude. Yeah. You were watching yeah. that one. What did you see from him? Uh, I, I, he's got us out there making plays. You just got to tip the cap. Um, obviously, you know, it's tough to see the Cats lose, but uh, – yeah, Wall Jasper's a hell of a player, and uh, I look forward to seeing him play the rest of the year. So That's what I'm saying, dude. This is just like a kind of a, a sneak peek of, of what we're going to get from him. I, uh, I'm i definitely excited to, to see what goes on here in the next couple weeks for the Bulldogs. And I'm trying to pull up here. I'll get some stats for us to talk about a little bit, a little bit more. Um, and, yeah, the Duluth just filled up the stat book on this one. 
they finished with 350 rushing yards, which is just tough. Um, and a lot of those coming from the quarterback position, which is uh, really impressive. Absolutely. Uh, he finished with 138 rushing yards and then on top of that threw for another 80. So, um, and, you know, obviously it was pulled uh, a little bit into that one. So, uh, big time game for him. We can kind of uh, switch gears a little bit, though. I wanted to talk some previews of some games this weekend and the more normal scheduled ones. I think some of the ones that kind of jump off the list is more premier matchups. We've got Ohio Dominican at Notre Dame. That should be a really good contest. Notre Dame, they bring back the best defense last year to statistically in the MEC. They averaged uh, only letting up 15 points per game in 2022. So excited to see what they do against what should be a pretty solid uh, ODU offense. Their starting quarterback, Jake Bird, is back. He threw for 2,600 yards last year, but he lost his top two targets out on the edge. They both graduated, so they lose both those guys. Um, so that would be kind of a test of, you know, is my best better than your best? You know, their defense against the what should be a decently high-powered offense. Otherwise, Kutztown is that assumption. Kutztown uh, looking to make a name for themselves in the PSAC this year, going up against the best presumably in the NE10, them or Grand Haven. But at Assumption, that one will be interesting. And then finally, Hillsdale opens at number 21, Indianapolis. The Greyhounds have been, I think, kind of up and down. Their seasons have been roller coasters in the past. They've shown a lot of promise. So that one could be very interesting as well. But uh, anything else you want to touch on with D2? I know we'll probably circle back and talk about the the Mines GV potentially in a little bit. No, I mean, obviously, I'm really excited to see uh, UND play. I mean, they're always very competitive in Division II, uh, coming in here ranked at number 21. Uh, hosting Hillsdale, I know Hillsdale obviously lost, like, their uh, couple pretty big receivers for them. So, uh, you know, I think I think UND comes in there – or UND, you know, obviously shows up on red to play. So, I think yeah. they're going to have a nice – Yep, that'll be a good one. Uh, one final score I guess I'll give you is uh, a final. Minnesota State Mankato, number seven team in the country. They handle business against uh, in-conference opponent Sioux Falls. 54-26, that offense was humming for the Mavericks. That's going to be a dangerous team out of the NSIC. I mean, yeah. if you looked at it today, obviously Duluth had a great showing, but Minnesota State and Bemidji State, those squads are are primed to be pretty dangerous, uh, especially yeah. just looking at the offensive numbers and sheer output that those squads have the new update, the final score, excuse me, Wayne state ends up getting the win over Moorhead 31, 23. That's a battle. That's quite a battle. Yeah, that is, that is a good one. Frostburg state and new Haven actually went into overtime. Frostburg state over the chargers from new Haven, uh, 27, 24. That's another final for, I just try and throw a couple updates in there, you know, overtime in game one, man, that'd be pretty exciting, dude. That's something that's a, that's quite a way to start your season right there. Pretty sweet, dude. Yeah, so we'll, I'm sure we'll circle around and talk a little bit more about that. But uh, did you want to get us started on the D3 side of things? Yeah, yeah, we'll kick it off here. So Let's do uh, it. My uh, One of the first games I had circled, I think we, we already talked about this one back in uh, like March or whatever it was, but Mary Harden and Baylor heads over to University of Wisconsin River Falls, mm-hmm. and that's obviously a huge game for the uh, for the Division III. Uh, look for River Falls. They have a pretty strong secondary and a really high-tempo no huddle offense. They they uh they have quite an interesting interesting style of play over there. They're go 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 go, and I obviously really like that a lot. If I'm not mistaken, they go by the Top Gun. It's like the hashtag Top Gun offense over there, right? Yep. They uh That's they pretty badass. They got they got tempo over there for sure. And That's then, dope. Uh, and then obviously Mary Hart and Baylor, just the epitome of consistency. I saw here on d3football.com they've lost one game in conference since 2010. Uh, you know. 
that's, that's all you really need to know about this program. Uh, and then look for Jerry Day Jr. to ever be a big year this year. He had 726 yards and seven touchdowns last year for Mary Harden Baylor. So, yeah. And then obviously, you know, but Mary Harden Baylor also knows that Harden Simmons is right there. You know what I mean? So that's what I want to talk about in that. It's the a- no, is it the yeah. A-Sun Conference? Uh, I, believe I believe so. Yeah, they got a – Harden Simmons is going to have a heck of a season this year. So They, they are, and it's been a minute since they've knocked UMHB off of kind of the top rung there. I know those yeah. guys are hungry for it, so that's why I know what I wanted to add because that that matchup, I'll have to figure out while you keep going here, I'll figure out when that matchup is slated for. That's going to be one that's circled on, I think, everyone's calendar. Yeah, that'll definitely be uh, covered by D1R at some point. Yeah, absolutely, uh, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, moving over here to this second game, we got Delaware Valley ranked number 10 at uh, number 17, Corland, sunny Corland. Um, obviously, Delaware Valley, East Coast powerhouse, mm-hmm. undefeated in conference since 2017. I thought that was a pretty wild stat as well. Yeah. Uh, to play in a conference like that and not lose for, what, six years in conference? Yeah. Just talk about dominance. I mean, that's just incredible. And then uh, Cortland, you know, they actually have their Hall of Fame weekend for week one here. They're going to okay. conduct their Hall of Fame. But that was a nice little uh, thing to throw in there. And then they're coming off of a 44 per 44 points per 45 points per game True. last year, 2022. So they can, they can, they can fill up the, the stat sheet as well. So that'll be a, that'll be an interesting game. And I think that'll be a lot of eyes on that one. Yeah, actually. it so. was, it's the ASC conference. So excuse me for, for butchering that one mm-hmm. uh, just a second ago, but looking at U, uh, UMHB schedule, and I know we've talked about this a little bit, but they open with three nationally ranked opponents. River Falls is the first of three at number 23 in the polls. Mm-hmm. They go to Trinity, Texas, who's the number four team currently slated in the country next week. And then the week after they host Whitewater. Talk about an opening gauntlet. Wow. That is ridiculous from them, but that's the type of scheduling you see from a team that knows their strength mm-hmm. of their roster and the guys they have mm-hmm. in that locker room. The game against Harden-Simmons is slated for October 28th. That would be Ooh, week, week, week eight. Yeah, that'll, and, I mean, that'll be a massive game. Right now, I mean, without, if nothing changes, Harden-Simmons yeah. is ranked uh, number eight in the country currently. That is going to be a hell of a contest. Yeah. Yeah, for, for sure. And I suppose, obviously, it's a huge rivalry, too. It just adds even more fuel to the uh, mm-hmm. the excitement of it all, too. So, uh, and then uh, moving on down here to, uh, obviously, another big one. Uh, Whitewater heads over to John Carroll. That's another top 25 matchup. Whitewater's 11, and Carroll's at 17 here. Mm-hmm. But uh, Whitewater coming off an 8-3 year, you know, for Whitewater standards, it's probably not necessarily where they want to be, you know, considering they won, what, like five or six national championships in the last decade. I mean, but uh, obviously, new head coach this year, uh, Jace Rindle. You know, look for them to have a pretty solid season this year. Um, that John Carroll, too, though, uh, they're coming off of an 8-2 year. Uh, Joe Collins will be returning as the starting quarterback. He had 26 passing touchdowns and over 2,200 yards through the air last year. So look for him to have a pretty solid year this year as well. I remember I was listening to someone talk about that and imagine, like, you're the new head coach over there at John Carroll. I wonder if he knew when he was getting the job that your opener would be against the, uh, you know, UW-Whitewater. That's going to be – yeah, that's got to be something. Be, I, I would love to see when he, when he got that news. Yeah. You know what I mean? That'll be your game one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah, that's funny. There's, there's two first-year head coaches then, if that, if that uh, lines up. then Because Rendell is the first-year head coach at Whitewater. Did you hear there's a new coach at John Carroll as well? Yeah, that's what. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that's it's a new head coach over there. Wow. So well, two two rookie coaches. I believe so. I, I can I can fact check myself as you keep yeah. going, but I want to I want to yeah. say so. Okay, that's that's 
something else right there. But uh, and then here our our fourth division three matchup is another really big one. This is actually our top ten matchup. Number four Trinity takes on number six St. John's. So that should be another big one. Uh, I think this is the matchup of the week in my eyes. Uh, I had it here in my notes. Uh, two well-oiled machines. I mean, there's their two top six programs. I mean, yeah, not much else to really say about that. So. My headliner for this one was an immovable object meets an unstoppable force. I love that. Trinity gave up 11 points a game last year. 11 points per game. That's just a stone wall of a defense. That's incredible. Yeah. And St. John's scored 41 points per game last year. So ends are going to meet somewhere. I mean, yeah. I, this is going to be a hell of a matchup. I'm personally, as a fan of Division Three football and a – player in Division Three football, I will be definitely keeping my eye on this game. Yeah, that's going to be big time, dude. And I have verification here. Uh, John Carroll, their 20th head coach, he got hired back in December, um, this past okay. December. His name's Jeff Berman, and our Behrman, excuse me. He's a graduate, a former Blue Street quarterback, graduated in 95. Oh, wow. So uh, he is back. He's coached 27 seasons in the collegiate ranks, including the past seven years as the head coach at Union College in New York. So, yes, it will actually be a matchup of two, I won't say first-year head coaches because I just talked about his experience, but two new head coaches to their respective programs. Yep. Pretty sweet stuff, dude. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's some uh, story. That's up right there. Absolutely. Now, we're gonna, I want to circle back here to some, some stats. Jimmy, we do have an update from Mines GV. What do we think it is? You know, I hope GV scored because our boy Abe is playing for the Lakers. So I hope GV is getting back into the game. You'd be incorrect. Oh. Mines is up twenty-eight to seven with three minutes left in the wow. third quarter. This wow. game, man. I'm 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 throwing for a loop a little bit right now. Obviously, Mines a hell of a program. I I don't I didn't think GV was gonna be losing like that. To be honest, I am totally with you. Um, yeah, this has been. Yeah. This has been pretty wild. Now it was just a a two yard two yard rush from Landon Walker for the actual touchdown to put Mines ahead. Um, there, I'm trying to see if there were any. It's kind of it looks like here just chunk plays down the field. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Four yeah. yards here, 19 yards, maybe a little bit large one, five yards, six yards, yeah, a 23 know, yard pass. Like that sounds like to me they're just kind of wearing it down, like slowly. I mean, it does. You know what I mean? Like they're not – Game after game after game after – it's like it's, it's, it wears on a defense a little bit. Yeah, and Mines is uh, – you know, Mines is a team too that like they're not usually a chunk play squad. They can do it to you, but they're a team that's going mm -hmm. to throw the ball deep early and they're going to do it often. And they're a team that is not afraid to take shots whatsoever. So looking at – uh, the receiving yard leaders right now. Max McLeod, number three for the Ore Diggers, the favorite target of Matoka. He's got 147 already tonight, Jim. Wow. This game is still in the Buck third 47. quarter. Buck 47 in the third quarter. Against Man, a Grand Valley State defense that has a fantastic secondary. We've talked about them at nauseum on here. It's 28-7. Wow. I mean, again, again, here's the thing, though. The game is not over yep. at all i don't yeah. i truly I, I know i get i mean man I'm just, maybe i have a little bit of gliac bias in me but i mean gv's gonna show a little bit of fight i i, I believe in gv they will I mean, they, they gotta fire back i mean 
what is there, 18 minutes left in that game? They said there's 240 left or something? It says three in the third quarter, but that might be a little outdated okay, so now. 18 minutes left to go. You had, you had a whole 18 yep. plus. You know, it's going to be over. Yep. Well. Number eight for them, Zach Hester. I believe he's a defensive end. He's had a big night for mine, so getting in a lot of tackles. Had Was in on a, on a sack earlier. He seems to be like kind of the – the heart and soul, at least a part of that defense. Um, just one, because I know I was watching the game before I came down here to start recording this, and that was something I noticed right off the bat is number eight, wherever the ball was, you could find eight, like relatively mm-hmm. close by, uh, which yeah. was very sweet to see. Not a lot of other things to report here. I don't believe, but I guess we'll kind of see how that one shakes up. Um, going back through, I wanted to see if we get uh, any updates on some Division two scores before we wrapped up here. And not really seeing too much. Hey, what's the score of the Florida-Utah game, by chance? You know? That is a great question. I, can... I, I was watching Florida-Utah, and then I realized, I'm like, oh, my God, like, Northern's playing and Tyshawn's playing, so I got to, like, I got yeah. like, to get my priorities right. So, like, yep. I'll let the young Tyshawn stay game for a little bit, watch a little bit of the Northern game. So. Gotcha. Um, hey, our boy, our boy Tyshawn having a huge game for the Youngstown State Penguins. He is. I didn't realize they were playing Valpo. Yeah, I just I just saw that too. I was just, yeah. Oh, sweet. I got a couple for you here. So Central Oklahoma is currently up on Nebraska Kearney, 17-14. Nebraska Kearney picked uh, definitely a little bit higher than them in the MIAA preseason ranking. So that would be a quality win for, I'm blanking on their, their mascot name, but for UCO over there. And then... Northwest Missouri State has actually tied things up at 24 versus their rival Missouri Southern, which will Ooh. definitely turn out to be an interesting contest. Washburn scored a touchdown, so now that Pittsburgh State game, 13-7. to Pittsburgh State is currently number three in the country against uh, MIAA opponent Washburn. They're giving them a good t- – everything they can handle over there. It's in the third quarter. I just think Gorilla is such a sweet mascot name, though. Like, Dude, it's on. fantastic. That's, that's, that's awesome. That's, that's sweet. A lot of D2s playing FCS opponents uh, this week as well, you know, in the openers that does tend to happen. West Virginia State is losing by two right now to Moorhead State. And then you've got North Greenville playing Charleston Southern. You've got Central Washington. Central Washington and Weber State right now. Weber State's up 14-10 over Central Washington. That is a game. Western Oregon... Caught every bit of South Dakota State today, though. At the half, it's 42 to nothing, SDSU. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Mark Gronowski coming back to play. I mean, yeah, they're going to have a hell of a, another hell of a year at South Dakota State. So, Yeah, man. But awesome. Um, I think that's all we've got. Unless you got anything else to add on uh, on those notes, man. No. That's all I got to say. Sweet. That's all I got. Jimmy, appreciate you, brother. Like I said, I know this is kind of a weird week. We'll get into a, a groove here and we get to, you know, previewing all these regularly scheduled weekend games, but I'm excited for him, man. I appreciate you. Yeah. Always, always. Great. I'll see you, brother. Have a good night. All right. Hey, roll doubles. Hell yeah. <laughs>